0: It is wonderful to be back on Search the Scriptures today with all of our listeners, to be able to open up God's Word and study those rich truths that are communicated to us therein. Things that God has provided for us to guide us in our daily lives so that we can literally live the best life in this world, but even more so, to guide us to eternal life with Him in Heaven. It is a privilege for me to be able to do this today along with Dennis Stackhouse.
1: Thank you, Gary. It's such a blessing for me to be a part of this ministry. And again, I really appreciate the opportunity. I thank God that I have been given the chance to do this with you and to communicate with our listeners on a regular basis. You know, I like the way that you uh, spoke about the importance of knowing God's word just a moment ago in saying that It can help us be sure that we're going to spend our eternity in heaven with him. And, you know, I think, Gary, we often put a great deal of emphasis in this life upon our education, upon our employment or our vocation, upon the accomplishments that have come to us in this life. And yet those things all pale in comparison to knowing God to being in a right relationship with Christ, and to be able to look forward to that eternity that we will spend with them in heaven. That is of utmost importance. Nothing we do, nothing we can learn, no education we can attain is even close to that.
0: Amen. 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 We need to pay attention to our spiritual lives. Oh, yes. The most important part of our lives.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: We need to give it the right emphasis, mm-hmm. the right time. We need to give it the right amount of energy that it needs. Yes. Ultimately, when we breathe our last in this world, it's going to be how we lived our lives, and particularly with the spiritual emphasis, that is going to be the basis for What happens next?
1: Mm, That's right.
0: And we're really playing with fire when we just kind of skate through life each day and not give the proper attention to our relationship with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ.
1: Yes, and uh, we're literally playing with fire from an eternal standpoint if we do that.
0: Yes, we are. We hope the listeners catch <laughs> the, the implication there and yes. the insinuation. Dennis, we are talking about exactly that relationship with Jesus Christ in this series of studies. Mm-hmm. We're asking the question, do you know Christ or do you just know about Christ? Yes. I'm afraid that probably if you could strip away all of the the uh, walls that are put up there, all of the, the uh, self-delusion and all of the attempts by people to deceive other people around them and just get to the truth of the matter, I'm afraid that probably a whole lot of us, if not the vast majority of us, would have to say, you know, I don't really know Christ. Mm-hmm. I just know about him.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes.
0: We've been asking that question, and at the same time, we've been trying to emphasize that if we want to be with Christ in heaven for eternity, we're going to have to know Him. This is not an option, is it?
1: No, it really isn't, Gary, and the scriptures make it abundantly clear that it's not. Uh, we've already, in some of our previous programs on this particular topic, pointed out what Jesus himself said in John 17 verse 3 Uh, clearly he said this is eternal life and then he goes on to describe that by the fact that one knows God and that one knows Christ
0: so the eternal life is inseparable from knowing God and knowing Christ
1: according to what Jesus said it is inseparable
0: Absolutely so. Now, again, not just knowing about Christ. We also read from James chapter 2 and verse 19 where the demons in hell believe in God. Mm -hmm. And you pointed out that there are different cases in the scriptures during Jesus' public ministry when he would cast out demons and they would speak out in Mm -hmm. knowledge of him.
1: Yes. We know who you are, Jesus of Nazareth. <laughs>
0: and, and yet just, they were just still that, the demons.
1: Right, and it was just that plain. So,
0: you see, you can know about Christ mm-hmm. without knowing Christ.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You can go to your grave affirming that you believe in Christ,
1: mm-hmm.
0: but do you know Christ?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And what we're talking about, and we've tried to get this across, especially in our last program, is that you have to have that relationship with him. Right. And it's not a superficial relationship. No. It's not something that you, you say, oh, yeah, the other day I got saved. I prayed the sinner's prayer. I can't find the sinner's prayer in Scripture, by the way.
1: I've not found that either.
0: But it was an emotional experience. And then the person goes on and lives their life much the way they had been living their life before that experience.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: I'm sorry, but that's probably not knowing Christ.
1: No, I think not.
0: It's something a whole lot more profound than that, Mm -hmm. a whole lot more sincere and deep. We read where the Apostle Paul talked talked about it to the extent that he said, I'm crucified with Christ. Yes,
1: in Galatians 2, verse 20.
0: Yes, he says, I'm, it's no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. Mm-hmm. And the, faith which I now, or the, the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God.
1: Yes, now that is speaking about a life that was transformed because of that relationship with Christ.
0: Yes, mm-hmm. and his life was now a reflection of, of his knowing Christ, of the relationship that he had with Christ.
1: An absolute demonstration of that fact.
0: Yes, that's what we need to be about.
1: Absolutely.
0: That's what each one of us need to strive to develop within our own lives. Let's turn to 1 John chapter 2 as we continue this study. And how about reading verses 3 through 6?
1: Now, by this we know that we know him, if we keep his commandments. He who says, I know him, and does not keep his commandments, is a liar, and the truth is not in him. But whoever keeps his word, truly the love of God is perfected in him. By this we know that we are in him. He who says he abides in him, ought himself also to walk, just as he walked.
0: Now, Dennis, this is a sticky point for a whole lot of people. Mm -hmm. Is Jesus, or rather, is, is John, in speaking of Jesus here, is he really tying to salvation a lifestyle of obedience?
1: He really is. And to try to get around that would be, in my opinion, an exercise in futility. Dennis,
0: there are a whole lot of people out there who believe and there are a lot who teach that you cannot work your way to heaven. Mm -hmm. We teach the same thing, don't we?
1: Absolutely.
0: But now there are some people who seem to carry it to the point where they try to get across the idea that, hey, if you're talking about you got to do something, and your salvation depends on that. That's wrong. You, that, it doesn't depend on that at all. Mm-hmm. What does John
1: say here again?
0: By this we know that we know him. Right. If what?
1: If we keep his commandments. So keeping
0: his commandments is a demonstration that we truly know him.
1: Absolutely.
0: That we really have that relationship with him.
1: No question about it.
0: Obedience, service, dedication, commitment, all on an outward basis
1: Mm -hmm.
0: are absolutely central to our having that right and saving relationship with our Lord.
1: Yes, it is.
0: You know, John makes it tough for us to misunderstand that, doesn't he? (laughs) He really does. In verse 3, he says, By this we know that we know him, If we keep his commandments, Mm -hmm. he comes back and he, he states it from the, from the opposite perspective, which I think is helpful for a lot of people because it takes away the wiggle room. Mm -hmm. And he says, he who says, I know him and does not keep his commandments. John really call him a liar there.
1: He really did.
0: He is a liar. Mm -hmm. And the truth is not in him. Hmm. So once again, Dennis, there's no way to really know him without keeping his commandments? No way. Okay. Now, what does that do to this idea, though, that salvation is not something that hangs upon our obedience or works or dedication or commitment or service? It's totally by God's grace. There's nothing that we can do.
1: Part of that I would agree with. You know, there is nothing that we can do in and of ourselves to save ourselves. Salvation is a product of God's grace. I don't believe there's any question about that. Ephesians 2 verse 8 states it that clearly. However, as we just read from 1 John chapter 2, verses 3 through 6, our obedience to the commandments of Christ is a demonstration of the fact that we love him and that we know him, which is the point of our study.
0: And what people need to understand, the application that they need to see in what John writes here is that without that dedication, without that commitment, without that open obedience on an ongoing basis, then we don't know him. That's right. We're not in that relationship Mm -hmm. that would go along with being saved in Christ.
1: Mm -hmm. It goes back to the idea uh, that we spoke about just a few moments ago From Galatians 2 verse 20, where Paul spoke about the life that he now lived, he lived by faith in the Son of God. It was a life, again, that demonstrated he knew Christ because he was serving Him, because he was obeying His commands.
0: And see, and this, this is the part that people have to understand. And here's that reverse perspective again, Mm -hmm. that John used in verse three, Mm -hmm. after stating it straightforwardly in verse, in verse three, uh, by this, we know that we know him if we keep his commandments in verse four, he used that reverse perspective. He who says, I know him and does not keep his commandments is a liar. And the truth is not in him. Yes. And so the person who says, Well, I know I need to do better, but oh, I I know the Lord. I love him. Mm -hmm. Oh, I've got such faith. Mm -hmm. If you're not keeping his commandments, you are a liar. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Now, don't get mad at me. No. John said that. Exactly. And he was guided to write it by the Holy Spirit.
1: Yes, he was.
0: Now, can we save ourselves? No. No, Only God can save us. Right? Does God expect something from us? Absolutely.
1: Yes, he does.
0: And obedience is part of what he expects from us. And without that obedience, we're not in that relationship.
1: That's right, Gary. And you know, something that just came to mind on this that, that may help some of our listeners understand what we're speaking about more clearly. Uh, we've said a few times during this particular study that we need to be imitators of Christ. Paul spoke of that in 1 Corinthians 11, verse 1. He said, be imitators of me just as I also am of Christ. That is the standard for every man, for every woman who becomes a Christian. We are to imitate Christ in our lives on this earth. Now, if we're imitating Christ, we will necessarily be obeying his commandments. And I say that because if you go back to the gospel accounts, and I haven't sat down to count how many times Jesus himself said it, but you think about how many times he says, I'm not doing my will, I'm doing the will of him who sent me. Jesus himself exercised obedience to the heavenly father. Now, if the son of God if that person of the Godhead, God the Son, exercise that kind of obedience, who are we to think that we shouldn't?
0: And who are we to think, and somebody might say, well, I'm not saying we shouldn't. All right, who are we to think that we could be right with God, that we could be right with our Lord if we don't exercise that kind of obedience? That's right. Again, let's take the wiggle room out of here. Uh, yes. In Hebrews chapter 5 in verses 8 and 9 the writer says yet or the, though he was a, he was a son yet he learned obedience by the things which he suffered that's, that's right. speaking of Christ isn't it It is He went through the process of learning obedience mm-hmm. not because he needed to but I think it was because we needed to know that he did that so that we could understand that we need to do it too Yes obedience and the next verse he says And being made perfect, he became the author or source of eternal salvation to all those who
1: obey him.
0: Obey him. Yes. Now, again, salvation connected inseparably to our obedience.
1: Mm -hmm. And you know another illustration of that, Gary, is the time that Jesus was baptized. We know that he came to John, who was baptizing in the wilderness. And John was a little taken aback by that. He protested. Yeah. Wait, wait a minute. I, I'm the one who needs to be baptized by you, and you're coming to me? And what did Jesus say? He said, We need to do this to fulfill all righteousness. Now, did Jesus need to be baptized? I doubt it. He was sinless. He did it because he was obedient to the Heavenly Father and because he wanted to fulfill all righteousness it was part of that learning obedience that you just spoke about from Hebrews 5 verse 8
0: and in fulfilling that need he demonstrated to us in a most graphic way that we need to be obedient to
1: exactly if he was baptized why do we think we shouldn't be
0: or don't need to be yes Now, back in 1 John chapter 2, in verse 5, John goes on and says, as you've read a few moments ago, whoever keeps his word truly, the love of God is perfected in him. Mm -hmm. Now, somebody might say, Well, okay, maybe I'm not perfect, but that doesn't mean I don't love God. That doesn't mean I'm not saved. Mm -hmm. Uh, Read the rest of the verse there. Mm -hmm. By this we know that we are in him. Yes. Again the obedience part mm-hmm. absolutely essential inseparable mm-hmm. from our salvation we've got to be obedient and then verse six he who 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 says and this is this is i think worded very well he who says he abides in him or lives in him ought himself also to walk just as he walked
1: and there's that life of imitation
0: oh yes it is yes it is you know, in 1 John chapter 5, Dennis, in verse 3, we, we read again basically what we've read back there in several verses kind of in a nutshell here. What does that say?
1: For this is the love of God, that we keep his commandments, and his commandments are not burdensome.
0: Now, if, if the love of God is that we keep his commandments, then what if we don't keep his commandments?
1: We don't love God.
0: Oh. And somebody might say, Who are you to say I don't love God? Again, that was John writing that. Yes, that's By not inspiration our word. of the Holy Spirit. And if you don't like that, if that's not good enough for you, go back to John chapter 14 and verse 23 and verse 24, and Jesus said it himself. Yes, he did. See, it's not us. No. We're not making it up. No. We're not twisting things. Not at all. We're simply looking at what the scriptures really say. Now, let's turn to 2 John, Dennis. Mm -hmm. And how about reading verses 9 through 11?
1: Whoever transgresses and does not abide in the doctrine of Christ does not have God. He who abides in the doctrine of Christ has both the Father and the Son. If anyone comes to you and does not bring this doctrine... Do not receive him into your house, nor greet him. For he who greets him shares in his evil deeds.
0: What does abide in mean again? I know we emphasize this over and over again. Mm-hmm. But what does that mean?
1: Well, it means living in or continuing in.
0: So he whoever transgresses and does not live in, Mm -hmm. the doctrine of Christ, does not have God. Pretty tough, Dennis.
1: Yes, it is, and pretty straightforward and pretty hard to misunderstand.
0: Yes, it is. Very hard to misunderstand. He who abides or lives in the doctrine of Christ has both the Father and the Son. Again, that's from both the straightforward and then the reverse perspective there Mm -hmm. and he goes on and emphasizes how important it is by by stating that if somebody comes to you and does not bring this doctrine do not receive him into your house nor greet him Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and i get the impression there you know that the receiving him into your house and greeting him is the idea that you're encouraging him in his false beliefs Mm -hmm. and teachings Mm -hmm. And he says in verse 11, for he who greets him shares in his evil deeds. Yes. Huh. In Luke chapter 10 and verse 16, Jesus says, he who hears you, hears me. He who rejects you, rejects me. And he who rejects me, rejects him who sent me. Yes. Now, part of rejecting Christ as we've just read in 2 John verses 9 through 11, that's tied to rejecting his
1: teachings. Yes. Yes, it is.
0: Or we could look at that in a little more broad perspective and say someone who simply does not live by his teachings. Mm -hmm. Our time is up. We want to close again asking us this question, the basic question of this study. Do you really know Christ or do you just know about him? We encourage you to contact us and ask for that free Bible study that will help you answer the question from God's word.